The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Big Friday show on tap as we run the whole board in the NFL and hit the key college matchups. But Amal, I want to start with last night in Houston, Texas, NRG Stadium. Oh, here. <laughs> I, good thing you said that. I'm like, we took baseball? Carolina Panthers. They yeah. cover the number. Closed nine most places. They took money. Um, we're, we we lost here. We needed to, we would, the perfect result for us would have been if they won by less than eight because we also took some money line action on on Houston here, but they, they covered all the teasers. They covered the number. First primetime game of the year that went under and, and went under comfortably. What's your takeaway from last night? Did we learn anything about Carolina or about Houston? No, I still have a ton of question marks about Carolina. Look, I think these guys are the NFC version of Denver, playing a weak schedule. Look, I get the Saints had the good win against the Green Bay Packers, but let's not overreact to that. That game was an aberration. You know, Jameis played great in that first game at Heinz Field against Pittsburgh. And I'm still waiting for him to show that type of performance the rest of his career at Florida State and with the NFL thus far. And, you know, to me, Sam Darnold at times looked pedestrian. Now, they had a couple of drops as well. There were times he looked terrific. But this team really kind of was slogging through the game. And when you look at it, I I have a lot of question marks about the Texans. Davis Mills, I think, is a pretty good quarterback. But where's the rest of the help on this team? Well, we find out how good Davis Mills is. With David Cauley in charge of that team. I mean, the game plan is so conservative. Uh, They really didn't want to take any chances last night. And um, it didn't give Davis Mill a lot of opportunities to put them in good positions, I thought. Conservative? (laughs) This guy makes Jerry Falwell say David Cauley's conservative. Come on, give me a break. What are you kidding me? This is a guy that punted the ball on fourth and one as a, a, what, underdog against the Browns instead of going for it on third down and ten? Listen, he's NFL. He's not for long, okay? Will Sam Darnold start doing promotions for Western wear companies? I think he would be the perfect spokesman for holsters because he wants to put this ball on his right hip and never raise it up. It's a great <laughs> analogy, but I don't think a guy from Dana Point's going to be doing too many boot commercials. <laughs> all right, Amal, let's take a look at some of the key matchups uh, in the early window. That's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern in the NFL. And let's start out with that game at the AFC West at Arrowhead. My Chargers go into Kansas City to take on Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Chiefs were on a 15-2 and two against the spread run through last September. How about in their last 14 games of all, they're 1-11-1 against the spread. Does it give you pause to lay points with the Chiefs because of this run? No, it doesn't. But here's the thing. I don't want to lay this number here. The Part of the factor with the Kansas City Chiefs is you have to think this is a historically great offense. You know, the one that comes to mind is that 07 Patriots team 
The one we saw in Denver where they were throwing the ball with Peyton Manning and company. Uh, we saw with the greatest show on turf with the Rams. But, Mike, I think the numbers get a little bit skewed with Kansas City. If this were a normal matchup, when you look at this Chiefs offense, they're terrific. But let's assume they weren't a rarefied air elite. They were just very, very good. One of the best offenses. Not one where you've got a potential all-time type of quarterback in there. I, I think this number would be at four, four and a half. I think you see these numbers skewed a little bit. We saw that in week one against the Browns, where you saw a number that was probably too high. The Browns a little bit more dominant in that game on the overall perspective of it. And I think that's why the Chargers, if this gets to seven, you'll see a lot of money come in on the Chargers here. I, I am not a fan of laying this number with Kansas City. they got to kind of show me. I think this uh, Chargers offense will be able to move the ball. And the one thing when you look at this team, Kansas City, they've got to generally win game scoring points. They're not going to win too many games from a defensive perspective, and I think that's the problem that hurts them against the spread. Well, here's the real problem. They have to score points at all four quarters. They're up yes, 11 exactly. in yeah. Baltimore. They didn't score in the fourth. They got outscored 12 to nothing. They lost the game. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have a halo effect on Patrick Mahomes? I mean, do we look at this guy because he is so talented and excuse the mistakes he makes? That was a terrible interception that he threw uh, against the Ravens. No, I, I think, though, you know, the, the some of the stuff with Mahomes, that's on the coaching staff. They give him the NBA treatment. You know, remember he tried that no-look pass in Jacksonville uh, uh, two years ago or whatever, whenever it was? Look, I think he has a little bit of that kind of showmanship in him, but he's a terrific player. The few minor mistakes that he makes you're willing to overlook, I still think he's got to correct a few things, but, Mike, he is, without question, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL right now, probably the second-best player in the NFL. I have Aaron Donald as the best player. Uh, what he can do for that team, as good as Kelsey is, as good as Tyreek Hill is, and the rest of the supporting cast, they don't go without him. And I thought what really showed me the most about Patrick Mahomes was in that Super Bowl, how gutsy he was. He was getting hit, it seemed like, on every play. He was still putting the ball on the money, and guys weren't catching it. The Cowboys-Charger game, I thought, was a terrific game. If you like offense, I mean, the only thing that stopped drives were turnovers and penalties. Uh, both teams pretty much moved the ball at will. You know, that was the highest-rated game on CBS in the last three years. Oh, that doesn't uh, surprise me. Los Angeles out of Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and more, more, probably, more Cowboy fans at the game than there were Charger fans in L.A. Um, but what's your takeaway from the Chargers from that game? Were you disappointed? I mean, they lose, they lose the game 20-17. to 17. Were you disappointed, or did you feel they were the better team for most of the game? Well, considering I didn't see about three-quarters oh. of the game, I, I, I fell asleep during the game, but... Um, to me, I still think this offense is terrific. And I love the – look, you have talked about this at length, and I think you're absolutely correct on this. Look at the difference where Sean Slater has made on the offensive line compared to Cincinnati not taking Panay Sewell. It's made a huge difference, and I think you see this Chargers team. You keep Justin Herbert upright. I know he had the one interception early on in the game, and they did end up losing the game, but I thought part of it was Tony Carrenti. This guy called – I mean, he gets paid by the holding penalty – um, the reality of it is this team is dangerous, Mike. That's why I think when you look at this game this weekend, this offense can move the football. I think it's a few too many points. Here's the thing. If you are within 13 points and have the football within the final four minutes, you know you've got a great chance of getting a backdoor cover. If you're the GM of an NFL team and you're picking a team and you cannot have Pat Mahomes, who's the first player you take? Is this your way of getting me I'm to say a, Justin I'm Herbert? A, yes, it is. A, it, he's got to be in the in the one or two of the top picks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, a hundred percent. You're absolutely right, and uh, he he's terrific. I think this guy within a year is going to be a top three, top four quarterback. History will look back and talk about how Marcus Arroyo coached this kid the last two years in Oregon, because I agree with people who, who and these NFL teams who thought rated other quarterbacks higher because the, he showed nothing his last two years there, the way they handled him in Oregon. All right, let's move on to Foxborough where the Saints take on the Patriots. This line is held steady at three all week of all. A, total, a low total in today's NFL of 42 and a half. Two people I know that are pretty sharp like the Patriots in this spot. I don't think you're on that side. But who's the real Jameis here? Is it week one Jameis or week two Jameis? No, I like the Pats here. You do? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I think Mac Jones is just a consistent... Look, I think Mac Jones is a guy who's going to be in that as Michael Lombardi says, that 10 to 20 range of quarterbacks, he's going to be able to win you some games potentially by not making mistakes, but I don't think he's a guy who's going to win too many games where you got to score 40-plus points. I think he just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. However, one thing I will say that scares me a little bit, anytime a team gets embarrassed, Mike, I like a bounce-back spot. I think the Saints play much better in this game, uh, but I would lean towards the Pats here if I were to play this game. Washington football team uh, goes to Orchard Park to take on the Bills. This number is seven and a half with forty-five and a half at forty-five and a half a mall. I believe the Bills will be on a lot of people's teasers, taking them down under the field goal. What's your opinion on the football team? No uh, Fitzmagic 
Taylor Heineke, you've said you don't think he's that bad. What do you mean by that? What, how, how do you view Taylor Heineke in the realm of NFL quarterbacks? Is he middle of the pack? Uh, probably slightly below that, but I think he does a good enough job. He plays with some moxie. He's mobile enough where he's going to keep a few drives alive. And if their defense can keep you in games, look, they've got to be able to be, the defense has got to be within that 20 to 24 point range. Then you figure out a way to score 24 to 28 if you're Washington. I think that's where they have a chance. I like Washington catching the points here in this game at seven and a half, but I think it's even better in a teaser play, Mike. This is a great teaser play here. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that, Him. Do you think we're going to see regression from Josh Allen this year? So far, first two starts haven't been terrific. No, I don't think you're going to see regression, but I don't believe Josh Allen, you know, he got paid. That was like the second choice for MVP in the betting markets this year. Listen, here's, here's what happens to a lot of people, right? They take betting tickets yeah. and they show you the one they hit. We have a lot of people at this network that do this, right? They show you the one ticket. They don't show you the nine others that they're using in their fireplace that didn't work out. I mean, let's be a little bit more authentic here. I want to, you know what, actually, let's take a second here and call out our people on our network. Be honest with people. Stop lying about your bets. Be honest with it. If you bet, bet fine. If you don't, be like Michael Lombardi and say you don't. Be honest about this. Stop giving misinformation or disingenuous information and stop with this nonsense. Well, I had this guy at 60 to 1. Well, show me the other eight guys you bet. Stop, stop, being, uh, stop lying about it. Just be honest about it. And I'll tell you right now, Josh Allen, he's going to be great or he's going to be very good as long as Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo. Colts uh, go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. This number is 5 and 49. Colts. Played better in week two. Not a great performance, I thought, against the Seahawks at home in week one. I thought they played better, perhaps deserved a cha- uh, the win against the Rams. They were unable to execute really on first, and not just red zone, but on first and goal situations. But if you're Frank Reich in this team, think about this. If you win this game at Tennessee, you're going to be tied for first in your division. One and two, one and two, one and two, and maybe Jacksonville's 0-3. And, and not only that, who, who did Tennessee lose their first game? It was Arizona, Arizona. at home. Mm-hmm. So think about this. You'd have Tennessee with two losses out of nine already at home. You'd have a road win. You could mm-hmm. win the head-to-head back in Indianapolis. This, this is a great place to be, and even though you're 0-2 and yeah. you're the Colts. I like the plus five here with Indy in this one. Um, Carson Wentz, though, the ankle is a little bit of a concern. Right. Uh, for me, it's a wait and see who's going to play quarterback for that, because I don't think we're, we're uh, set on that. Uh, another game in the early window, Chicago Bears uh, go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. We're both very high on the Browns, Amal. This number sitting at seven. I saw it ticked up to seven and a half at some places yesterday with a total of 45 and a half. You know, we said the Bears can't start Justin Fields in week one because it was at SoFi against that Rams defense. Is this any better of a spot to start him at Cleveland? No, I, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a tough spot. Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney in this defense. You know, Denzel Ward can really cover in the back of that secondary. Uh, you're finally getting uh, the kid out of LSU. Um, got him, Grant Delpit. He's finally getting healthy. This team is playing better. I think defensively they've got a good chance here. I like the Browns here in this game. Um, obviously, Odell Beckham back in the mix, you alluded to, but no Jarvis Landry, which has a little bit of an impact, but I think they're still too talented, and that offensive line is dominant. Put them in a teaser as well, or do you just bet them lay the seven? No, you know what? I don't want to lay seven here, I, even though I think they should cover it. I, I'm going to uh, take them in a teaser. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think there's a lot of teaser spots that are available, but also they might be money line spots. I, I know we've discussed it before, and you got to look at what do the teasers pay at the book that you're betting at, and what's yeah. the money line going to pay. So always do the math there. When we come back, the key matchups in college football this weekend. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. All right, let's flip our focus, Amal, to college football, your true love, that in college basketball here in the betting world. And tennis, I guess. Those would be your top three, right? Yeah, exactly. From, yeah. from a betting perspective. Yeah. Let's start uh, the game at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, 11 local time at Soldier Field. The Fighting Irish, this is a top 20 matchup, take on the Wisconsin Badgers, the line that still does. No one has justified this line to me to make sense that this line is six and a half, except the fact that the money tells you that it's not wrong because we're seeing – the line stay at six and a half, and we're seeing still a decent amount of Wisconsin money at six and a half. Are you surprised that given the fact that Notre Dame is higher ranked, is 3-0, and and that we haven't seen much of a sample size from Wisconsin, other than beating Eastern Michigan and losing at home to Penn State, that they're almost a touchdown favorite here? I appreciate you finishing up that dissertation. Uh, let, me, let me tell you why in this particular matchup. Soliloquy. <laughs> Look, first of all, a couple things to factor in with Notre Dame. They barely escaped against Tallahassee, in Tallahassee against Florida State. They had to score 18 points in the fourth quarter to beat Toledo. That game against uh, Purdue, you talked about it, and you were correct. Uh, I didn't think it was a lucky win. I thought it was a lucky cover of I agree with you. Yeah. Yes, I, I thought they were fortunate. Mike, this offense is not particularly good. Jack Cohen last week, 15 for 30. He is not a good quarterback. I said this to you, generally speaking, outside of Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow, most of these guys, when they transfer, they're Charlie Brewers. They go and play at Utah for two and a half games. They get benched, and they get the hell out of Dodge as quick as possible. They quit. They quit. quit the I team. He walked he off quit. the team. I wouldn't want – no team should pro, – no program should take, take him. him. Absolutely. He's a quitter. You never know what could happen. You might get an opportunity down the line. Uh, the bottom line is, though, to me, Mike, they've been in a lot tighter games than they probably should have been. Offensively, outside of Kyron Williams, they don't have that much going for them. I think they're going to struggle. This is still a very good Jim Leonard defense. I initially thought about this. I was like, okay, I'm going to take Notre Dame. I'm going to take Notre Dame. And then when I started looking at this game more and more, I said, I don't want to back Jack Cohen. You want to back Graham Mertz? He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet this year. Hold on a second, buddy. I never said I'm taking Wisconsin. You're taking the under. No, I'm not. because I'm I'm not touching the game. I'm all out. Yeah, I'm all (laughs) out. Listen, Haterade. The bottom line is you don't have to bet every game on the board. I I understand. I'm looking forward to watching this game. You think this is the right number, six and a half? I, I think six is the right number. I, when I look back on mm-hmm. it, when you look at how much Notre Dame has struggled at times, Mike, they couldn't pull away against Purdue. They had their issues against Toledo. They were fortunate against Florida State to escape that game, even though they had a large lead in that uh, running into the kicker should have been a roughing the kicker call. You think the Badgers are going to be able to move the ball on the ground against Notre Dame? I do because I think the one thing that I love about Wisconsin that's been there since Barry's been there, which is they are going to focus on running the football. I think Paul Chris is still a very good coach. And Graham Mertz has got an opportunity. Look, he had one good game, and he got anointed the savior. Then again, in Madison, outside of Russell Wilson, they haven't had a quarterback in three decades. So you put, kind of point to anything that you think you can cling to. And I think Graham Mertz is that guy for them. All right, let's move on to your home away from home, Jerry World in Dallas, the annual matchup between Texas A&M and Arkansas. Both teams are undefeated. Texas A&M 3-0 against a weaker schedule, but not the worst schedule. Right. Kent State gave Iowa a game for half yeah. at Kennick. Colorado and, and New Mexico. Arkansas, of course, rallied to beat Rice and cover, and then the big win against Texas in Fayetteville. Texas A&M is 5.5 with a total of 47. I've said all week, 
I think the Texas A&M defense is top five. I took a lot of grief yesterday on Follow the Money because Paulie asked me who's the third best team in college football. I said I'm not sure, but it might be Texas A&M. And they thought that was a ludicrous answer. Who'd they have? I don't know. Oregon? I, what, who are the other possibilities? Iowa? Oregon? Oh, Penn State? Penn State? Yeah. You're That's high on Penn State. I think their defense is elite. In terms of this matchup, what is A&M's won nine in a row in this one? You alluded to it. I'm not going to touch this game because, Mike, you look at A&M, you say, okay, great. They played great defense against Kent State and against uh, Colorado. But remember, Colorado had 60-something total yards of offense against Minnesota. They haven't scored in seven consecutive quarters outside that uh, lone touchdown against A&M in the first quarter. I think Arkansas is riding a lot of momentum. Sam Pittman showed how well he coaches defense. Remember what he did against uh, Mike Leach's offense after they beat LSU and they put up all those points against Bo Pelini? I like this way this team is playing. Jefferson, I like his moxie at quarterback. I'm not saying he's a good quarterback or he's a great quarterback by any stretch, but I think this could be an interesting one. And I think Arkansas, you're going to have some fans actually show out here for this one. This is going to be a competitive game. I think this is one of those, Mike, you look at the in-live numbers. Last night, you could have gotten Marshall plus 13.5 down, 7-0. If A&M scores first in this game, whenever it is, you're going to have an opportunity to get Arkansas plus over a touchdown. I think that's where you look at these opportunities. Where do you rank Jimbo in the landscape of the, the, the top college coaches that coach today? Is he a top 10, top 15 yeah, somewhere coach in that, for you? Somewhere in that top 10 to 15. I'd have to think about guys and who I'm, who I'm really into, uh, you know, kind of putting in that list, but I think he's a top 10, top 15 guy. you got to give him credit, won a national title. He started to get A&M to where A&M thinks they should be. Um, you know, I, I will say this for people that don't know, A&M is not the easiest school to recruit to compared to going up against Texas and some of the other SEC schools. They were 9-1 and last year. They won their bowl game. They only played four games against team with winning records. But they beat the greatest game planner in college football history, Dan Mullen, when Florida came to College Station. Yeah, that's fair. They they did win that game. There was, was a like four point game, yeah, four point something. Game, something like three or four point win. Forty one thirty eight. You're right. Yeah, three point win. Yeah. So I mean, look, they did a great job in that game. Their offense was moving the ball, but nobody was ever going to actually accuse that defense of being the 06 or the 08 Gators. Are they so, missing Kellen Mond? Nobody. They don't have a quarterback. Nobody's I mean. missing Kellen Mond. Okay. <laughs> the bottom. You're right. They don't have quarterback play. But this team, their defense is elite. And Spiller can run the ball. He's a terrific running back. I think that'll be the key for them in this game. I think they win, but I'm not sure where this one lands. Matchup in the ACC between Clemson, who struggled against Georgia Tech last week, and NC State. Clemson is laying 10 in this bottom all with a total of 48. Are you interested in the side or the total here? I'm interested in potentially both. I haven't decided which one. Uh, our, our boss, John Goulet, came in, and he mentioned he likes Clemson in this spot at a, at a low number. I tend to agree. Not a big fan of this NC State team overall. Mike, here's the other thing. I, I, I think I lean towards the under more. I'm not sure that NC State can score 14 points in this Clemson defense. This is still an elite defense. For my money, top three defense in college football. I could make the argument, number, but they haven't given up an offensive touchdown. Remember, that was a pick six that Georgia got against them. This team has been outstanding defensively. People are overlooking that because the offense has been so putrid. I'll give you this, because in that game, the Clemson defense was better than the Georgia defense. I would they agree. were facing a much better offense yes, than the I would Clemson agree. offense, yes, right? In, exactly in, in right. Georgia. Yeah. And you're right. They held the offense to three points. Yeah, it was a pick six. Yeah. I also think both coaches played that game very close to the vest, right? Not wanting to lose the first game. You didn't see a lot, a lot out of either team. From a creative offensive standpoint. Yeah, but you also don't want to take risk, have a turnover, yeah. set yourself back on a, on a down and distance scenario because mm-hmm. of how good those defenses are. All right, the next game is a Pac-12 game. Um, on the farm at Stanford, UCLA lane five on the road, total 58 and a half here. Look, that first game, maybe do we draw a line through it, that first game at Jerry World against Kansas State where really Stanford showed nothing outside of the first 57 minutes of play? And then the big bounce back trouncing of USC. They get Clay Helton fired. They took care of business against Vanderbilt last week. And now they come home for a key Pac-12 matchup. Who you got in this? I, I took Stanford at five and a half, mm-hmm. and I would take it at five or four and a half. I would take this thing as low as four. These are some good numbers you're getting. I really think Stanford's going to win this football game. And remember, they have dominated UCLA. They've won 11 out of 12 against the Bruins. This is a great opportunity to extend that at the front. Mike, I don't understand this line. You asked about lines that don't make sense to you. How is Stanford a home dog against the Bruins? This is a team that was laying 11 at home against Fresno State. Forget the result of that football game. Fresno State was moving the ball at will in that matchup. We saw UCLA with a good win against LSU. How good is LSU remains to be seen. I'm not ready to delay 
Six points with UCLA in essence on the road here. I like Stanford. David Shaw's had tremendous success against the Bruins. I like the over, and I'm not an over guy here, but I think this is a low total. Remember, Stanford puts up 48 in the Coliseum against USC. Don't you think USC's defense is better than UCLA's? I, I would like to think so, but, I mean, you know, there were some turnovers in that game. There was a pick big six. six. There, there were pick some six big, in big plays, a couple but of big Stanford, plays. Stanford, at the end of the half, they, they, went, they went 75 yards in less than two minutes, and every time they needed to, they, they drove the ball down and scored. Yeah, I mean, listen – I give you your credit. You're right on that in terms of how well they play there. I mean, there. to your argument of Stanford shouldn't be catching five at home either. Yeah, I just don't think that's the accurate number. I think this game should be closer to a pick em. I think Stanford getting any points, to me, is an automatic play on Stanford You here. think Stanford would be getting 11 if this game was in the Rose Bowl? That's well, what the line would suggest, well, right? Well, hold on. Here's my question I would ask you. Stanford's playing Fresno State next week. Who are you taking? Stanford. I would listen. I think uh, Jake Hayner's outstanding for Fresno State. I make, I make Stanford about a four-point favorite. I was going to say three, three and a half, yeah. but yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, and, and this was a home and now on the road. Okay, West Virginia was favored over ranked Virginia Tech last week. You were on that side. They won at home. A tough atmosphere in Morgantown, Oklahoma. Disappointed on all accounts against Nebraska. Only winning that game by seven. Uh, Oklahoma. Home again, lane 17 with a total of 55 and a half a mile. Yeah, I want to lean towards West Virginia here. I, I don't have the confidence to take them, though. I, I just don't know if I've got the guts to do it getting 17 here with the Mounties. Oklahoma's got to show me some more consistency. That's the one problem, Mike, when you look at this team. Defense has played well, not great, but Spencer Rattler, come on, man. I don't think this offense is a top 10 offense like it's been in past years. No, not even close. They're, they're not explosive. And, it, you know, when you bet these games, you have to remember, they take a lot of time because they run the ball. They don't go quick. They snap the ball with five or six on the play clock. And that's what you – there were very few possessions at an Oklahoma-Nebraska game. I, that's exactly right. It was a, it was a ball control yeah. even for Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. By the way, I wish uh, Ole Miss was playing these guys so Matt Corral could light up uh, Alex Grinch's defense. All right, when we come back, we're going to switch back to the NFL. That's next on Odds On. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today. Get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, the daily best bet email from Bill AD, a.k.a. Mr. Magoo. Betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. That's right, Amal, $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. On a Friday, we're running the board on the NFL, Amal. Let's pick back up in the early window. Ravens at Lions. This number was nine. We're seeing some Lions money down to eight. A little bit of questions about Lamar's health and the somersault into the end zone. Total is 50 and a half. Is this a tough spot for the Ravens? And in this game, would you rather tease it down below three or tease it up above 14? Uh, tease it down. Because I think when you look at this Lions team, remember the second half, they got absolutely crushed by Green Bay. They were getting destroyed 41-17 by the San Francisco 49ers. And with this Ravens team, this is where Lamar Jackson has kind of made his bones for league MVP. He'll go out there, he'll put up a you know 110-yard rush day, throw for 220, a couple of touchdowns, and they'll beat the Lions by 30 points. And you think, oh, this Ravens team is solid. This Detroit team's got a lot of question marks. They play hard for Dan Campbell. I'll give them that. But they're just not good. On a neutral right now, Lions, Jaguars, what do you make the number? Uh, Lions, three or four. You do? Yes. Jaguars, the worst team in football. Well, first of all, you got so a rookie far? quarterback. Uh -huh. uh, the Lions, uh, to, to their credit, they look like they've shown a pulse. I, I mean, do you really believe well, I'll that? I'll tell you one thing. The Lions' offensive line is much, much better than the Jaguars' offensive line. No, no question about it. And you know what? That's why I was not high. And I said it before. I was not a big Travis Etienne fan coming out of Clemson. Mm -hmm. I, know I think he's like twice or three times ACC player of the year. But... To me, they should have gone somewhere else instead of taking ETN. And forget the injury. I'm not going to discount the guy because he got injured. I'm just saying from a position standpoint, they need to go elsewhere. I heard some, I don't know if it was on this network, but somebody say Travis ETN was the greatest running back in the history of the ACC. Well, I've seen some of the people on our network. I believe they made that statement. I wouldn't put him in the top five. Well, they must have forgotten about the work done years at Florida State yeah. from 93 to 96 when he was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. And you look at some of the other – look, I get it, but Clemson Edger, hasn't played – Miami was in the ACC when Edger and James was there? They were in the Big East. Okay. They were in the Big yeah. East. But if they were, I'd have put him I don't know. I would have taken like five guys from Miami, <laughs> Najee, uh, Frank Gore. 
All right, in one of the more scintillating matchups, the Atlanta Falcons go to uh, MetLife to take on the Giants. This number has stayed steady at 3, 47 and a half. Um, well, some people might stay away from this game because it's two bad teams. This is not in the playbook, but I actually like the Giants in this spot. I tend to agree. Yeah. I think this Atlanta team is bad. They were bad defensively last year. They haven't shown much to improve. They've lost their first two games by 26 and 23 points. They've got to get better, Mike. And I think Danny Jones has a little bit of confidence. Uh, here's the one thing that really needs to be discussed by the New York Giants. What are you going to do with Saquon Barkley when his rookie contract comes up? Are you going to pay a guy that gets about 12 carries for 15 yards and then peels off one 35-yard run? Is it worth it, or what are you getting in terms of production? I like their receiving core. The defense is pretty decent. Uh, so I, I have some question marks about Atlanta going on the road here. I like the Giants minus the three with you here. All right, we talked about the Jaguars. They are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. This number has ticked up off seven. It's now seven and a half of all. We've seen Cardinal money here. Total of 51 and a half. Uh, is there any chance Jacksonville gets their first win in this game? I don't think so. Uh, Mike, when you look at it, it would have to be just an abundance of turnovers from Arizona. Uh, to me, until they really show consistency on offense, it's hard to back them. Remember, they had one touchdown against Denver, and the other one came on a kickoff return. Yeah. This offense has really struggled. And I'll tell you, watching Trevor Lawrence, I'll tell you the one concern I have right now when you're betting on Jacksonville or potentially you have an opportunity to bet against them, Mike, his confidence looks like it's gone a little bit. I know he's thrown some balls that are accurate, but you gave a great stat earlier in the week that he has been horrendous in terms of accuracy. 36% of his passes have been deemed uncatchable. That's I, a lot. I'd get the whole chart because I think it's a fascinating statistic. Yeah. But also yards per attempt, which is a key metric, second worst in the league, Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, well, listen. But he's inaccurate, and he's not pushing the ball down the field. Yeah, they haven't tough. taken a snap in the red zone yet this year. That is the most amazing stat I've seen. Two, two games. games. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, AFC... North matchup we talked to Kadri Ismail about yesterday. He came for both, really, Bengals at Steelers. Both teams won in week one, lost in week two. Steelers a three-point favorite at home with a total of 43 of all. Yeah, I think you have to look at the Steelers here. I think this is another one of those games where I, I get the Steelers look bad against the Raiders. No, they didn't look worse than the Bengals looked against the Bears. Remember that <laughs> That's four, great 14 point. points late, that game got... It was 20 to 3 at one point. Joe Burrow had got how many passes? 200, almost 200 passes without an interception, then threw three consecutive passes for interceptions in that game. He did? Yes. I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. Also got sacked 10 times. Well, again, that's what happens when you draft Jamar Chase over a generational left tackle. Yeah. And by the way, you know, Panay Sewell is not even 21 yet. He's incredible. He's incredible. All right, let's move on and move to the, uh, to the later window here. This is an interesting game. I think we might disagree on it, Amal, right here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. The Dolphins are taking on the Raiders. Jacoby Brissett for the Dolphins. Carr will go for the Raiders. This line stays pretty steady here. Three and a half, four, four in most places. I thought when Carr got upgraded to probable that this line would tick up to four and a half. It really didn't. Are you taking the points in this spot? Uh, no, I am not taking the points with the uh, Miami Dolphins here. I'm not a big Jacoby Brissett guy. That was mm -hmm. based on the fact that Peterman was going to play. Yeah. The fact that you've got Derek Carr under center, I like their chances here. Um, you know what? I don't want to lay three and a half. I would probably money line them if I were to take this. I'm not going to touch this game, but I, I would take the Raiders a lot quicker than I would lay the points with the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Raiders. When we get to the playbook, you'll see this. I laid the points in this spot. I've been pretty impressed with the Raiders. I think their defense has shown the ability to get pressure on the quarterback. Max Crosby has been outstanding. Well, that's the thing, because they can't really cover. No. They're not going to cover in, in the secondary. But if they can get pressure on the quarterback, that's how you get off the field. You get punts. Also, I don't think we're ever going to see Damon Arnett on the field because he couldn't touch down Clay, uh, Chase Claypool. I'm like, come on, dude, this is not college football. Make the play. Yeah. All right, here's really the key matchup in the late window between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and your pick to win the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams. Key game for both squads. This game opened a pick. We've seen some Buccaneers money. Currently, it sits at one and a half. The total is 55. This might be a very key matchup in determining who's the one seed overall in the NFC playoffs this year, Amal. Are you tempted to tease the Rams up over the seven, or do you like a particular side in this game? Uh, no, actually, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet the Buccaneers to win the NFC to basically mm -hmm. hedge my position on my Rams play. Mm -hmm. Because for me right now, I know it's early. Yeah. But I think these two teams are clearly better than everyone else in this league. Green Bay's got some question marks. Notice the Darius Smith, they can't get home. I think Tampa is going to play well, Mike. I really believe if I was being objective, I think Tampa wins this football game. Now, I'm hoping I'm wrong. But, but I think that the Buccaneers, with Brady, the experience, Gronk in the red zone, Antonio Brown, I haven't even mentioned Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. This team is very good. All right, let's take a look at the four sides of the football between these two teams, yeah. offensive and defensive. And I want you to tell me, 
Has it been as good as you thought it would be, worse or better than you thought it would be? Let's start out with the Buccaneers offense. Better than I thought it was going to be. Buccaneers defense. About neutral. I, I think there's room for improvement. They haven't been worse, but they haven't been better than I thought. Remember last year, there was a long stretch there where they were average, right? Yes, they, exactly. But at times, they play very, very well. The Rams offense. Better than I thought. And the Rams defense. Worse than I thought. I think that's the key of the four. It is. Is that the Rams have not been good defensively. Well, we had a guest on here, and they mentioned mm-hmm. the statistically the, they thought the Rams would have a little bit of yeah. regression. It's not about the regression that I was concerned with. They are not getting pressure on the quarterback. That's my area of concern. You've got to be able to get home. Remember, the Bears were moving the ball fairly effectively. Now, the Rams, their game plans, they're going to let you run the football. They're not going to let you beat them with the deep shots. I still think, though, you've got to give them credit for that road win in Indianapolis. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, remember, had two home games. Let's see how they fare now going away from home. Seattle Seahawks off the loss at home to the Tennessee Titans. Travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, who find themselves 0-2 after two winnable games. A fumble in overtime at Cincinnati. A missed field goal at the gun. In Arizona, Seahawks have been very steady here. I'm all at two, take down to one and a half, back to two. But they're a road favorite the whole week. You've said you like the Vikings to win this game outright. The total is 55. Tell I, me why. I, I do. Well, look, Minnesota needs this game. And sometimes the need factor becomes very important in the NFL. And I think this team, when they look at it, what the rest of the division, Green Bay is what, one and one with the potential of going one and two against San mm-hmm. Francisco on Sunday, night. on Sunday night. So you have an opportunity here if you're Minnesota, despite your early hiccups on two road games, you've got an opportunity to be sitting right there at one and two and fighting for that division. Let's be realistic and go ahead and eliminate the Bears and the Detroit Lions from that playoff chase for the division. I think you have an opportunity. You win this football game. Let's assume San Francisco beats the, uh, uh, excuse me, Green Bay Packers. Minnesota's right there. Minnesota's next three opponents, they host the Browns. The Lions, and then they go to the Panthers. If they lose this game, there's a very real shot of being one and five going into the bye in week seven. If they're one and five or two and four, does Mike Zimmer get axed midseason? That's a great question. I, I don't know. I don't think Ziggy Wolf will do that, but or Rick Spielman. I, I don't know about that. But regardless, I think it's a scenario where Minnesota then becomes eliminated from real postseason contention. Packers 49ers, the final game on Sunday, the Sunday night game. This number has vacillated back and forth them all between three and three and a half. If you lay three and a half, it's with less juice. If you're taking three, you're getting the plus juice. Right now sitting at three and 50. Are you surprised that this is the line or is this the right line? I would have thought San Francisco might have been four. Can I have the origin of the word, please? Vacillated? Uh, Old English. No. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I I told you, I I took the Packers at three and a half earlier. Um, Maybe Greek. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I I like Green Bay here. I think they're going to win this football game. You take any money line at 150, or you can, at three and a half, get it at 155? Mike, this is the NFL. I don't have that that much much guts. (laughs) Tell me why. They've played so poorly in these spots. Honestly, Mike, there's no real real, uh, rhyme or reason or logic. I just have a gut feeling they're going to play well. All right. When we come back, we're going to go through our plays for the weekend and hit some other college football games. That's next on Odds On. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. When you place your football bets this week, try out the new same-game parlays at BetRiver Sportsbook. Mix, match, and multiply your payouts with player-prop combinations along with traditional game lines. It's easy and fun. Give it a go this week. Or if golf's more your speed, you can get a 20% profit boost every day of the Ryder Cup. Log in, bet, at, bet and win at BetRivers.com. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. I was surprised that read wasn't two and a half minutes like it normally is with no, all of us. I was just trying to get over the fact that it said golf's more your speed. I would never use the word golf and speed in the same sentence. Park. <laughs> the speed is park. Um, all right, let's get into the place for the weekend because we always have uh, a good number since we're covering Saturday and Sunday and sometimes Friday night with baseball, but none for me today. How about that four-teamer I bet that paid 11 to 1? Two dogs, they both get home, and then the two favorites lose. Uh, the Reds, enough with the Reds. I can't even watch a Reds game anymore. They lose to the Nats last night. That would have paid 38 to 1. Well, if I'd have played just the, the four dogs in that play wow. yesterday. That, that is unbelievable. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook for this weekend. It's all football. I've talked about this game. I'm going to play the first half, all at Jerry World, Texas A&M and Arkansas under 24. I know you shy away because of the fast turf at Jerry World and the history in this series. I just think this Arkansas um, uh, this Arkansas offense is going to try to run the ball against Texas A&M. They're going to protect that quarterback. They're going to take time off the clock. And I think the A&M, much like Clemson, is a one-sided team. All defense and not much offense. They don't get any explosion out of the quarterback positions. I'm still not sold on Nebraska. I think that game last week was more about Oklahoma and not about Nebraska improving. I don't think that they should be less than a touchdown underdog going on the road anywhere in the Big Ten. I like Michigan State here. I like the way they're running the football. I like how their defense flies to the football. I was impressed with their victory at Miami. Lay the five. Those are the two unit plays. Tonight, Liberty Syracuse. Yep. I wouldn't recommend seven. I see it's gone to seven in some spots. I laid six here. Um, I think this Liberty team is very good. They beat them last year. I've watched Syracuse against the one decent team. They play Rutgers. They really, really struggled to score, to move the ball, to get inside the red zone. I think Liberty's better on both sides of the ball. I take Notre Dame because of the number. I just don't agree with the number. That's fair. If Wisconsin wins the game by 10, I won't be shocked. But I think getting anything more than three in this spot is something you have to do. I can't see it getting to seven. I pulled the trigger at six and a half. Utah State, a very impressive victory over the Air Force on the road last week. They were down two scores most of that game. This offense is highly efficient. This is an earlier game in the Mountain West. Boise is not the team they have been in past years. Of course, Brian Harson at Auburn now. Utah State, plus nine in the morning. Uh, flip the script as we keep going here. This is a game uh, you gave me, Amal. Boston College, hosting Missouri, catching two points. You were very convincing on this side. I'm going to follow you here. I'll take the two. I know you you like them on the money line. I think the Patriots at home in this spot laying three is a cheap price. I'm not convinced about Jameis. I think this will be a lower scoring game, but I think Mac Jones will do enough. And if the Patriots improve in the red zone at all, they may be a top five team in the end. They've been horrific in the red zone and still should be 2-0. I'm against Jacoby Brissett. This is an anti-Jacoby Brissett. I thought he looked horrible. Maybe he gets in better shape here in one week of play, but he was so god-awful slow. All he did was drop five-step drops and spray the ball six yards, eight yards this way, that way. That's no offense. It's almost impossible to get shut out in the NFL, in today's NFL. Somehow they did it at home last week. And then the teasers I talked about. Three-team, six-point teaser, Cardinals down, Bills down, and Browns down. Go ahead, Amal. Yeah, I like the uh, I like to play. I'm not as high on your bills, but overall, I like your plays mm-hmm. here this weekend. Like a lot of them, you know, I didn't touch that Liberty game, but I think that's an interesting one. A lot of people on Liberty there. Malik Willis has been outstanding for this team for the last couple of years, and Hugh Freeze's offense has always done well. Uh, in terms of my plays here, got a plethora of plays. Let's start in college football. Nothing today, but Boston College uh, plus 105 in this one. I like them on the money line. They're catching two. Mike took the two points here. I like Stanford, as I mentioned, uh, plus five and a half. This is my top play of the weekend here. I like the Cardinal a lot. I think they're going to win this football game, but I wanted to take the five and a half. Mike, I think this is a 31-27, 35-31 type of game. Um, I believe the Stanford Cardinal win, but I'm not saying that with uh, 
full certainty. I think either side wins by less than a touchdown. If Stanford wins this game, are they very live in the Pac-12 race? Yes, They'd go absolutely. They'd 2-0 with victories yeah. over the two L.A. schools. schools yeah, <laughs> that would be very impressive because those are probably two of the five teams you look at as being the upper echelon of the league. Uh, and then Ohio State-Akron here. Uh, C.J. Stroud not going to play. It's going to be either Jack Miller or Kyle McCord. Uh, I like the under 66 and a half here. I know this Buckeyes defense is bad and this Akron defense is bad, but Mike, I don't think Ryan Day is going to run up the score on this in-state uh, matchup here. Uh, I like the under 66 and a half. I don't see Akron scoring a ton of points here. The Buckeyes are going to have to basically get to 59, in my opinion, for this thing to get over the total. This Akron team is bad. I think Auburn beat them 60 to 10 earlier this year, just getting over the total. So I'll take my chances. If I get beat on this one, it's just a play on the number in this matchup. So that's uh, one I'm going to take there. Uh, and then you look at some of the other matchups that are taking place. Let's go to the National Football League in terms of what we've got coming up here uh, on Sunday. I like the Green Bay Packers catching three. Uh, I, I think they've got an opportunity. I took this one at three and a half, Mike, but again, I'm going to give you the current number. I like them. Don't take it if it's two and a half, but at three. And then I like the Minnesota Vikings on the money line, plus 110. I think they beat the Seattle Seahawks in this matchup. I think they get it done. So I like that one. And then I've got a couple of teasers here. One of them includes the Washington football team. Mm. Uh, this one is going to 14 and a half. I took a seven-point teaser here uh, with, with the Browns. I like the Browns to win the game and then Washington plus 14 and a half. That's minus 140 here in Vegas. Might be different where you're at. And then the uh, six-point teaser, Colts plus 11, Ravens minus two. And then I call it the Mike Palm. Mem- I don't know why he added Memorial in there, by the way. Britton, why'd you do that? Just generally like, you know, a situation where somebody has passed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why we're calling the Mike Palm Memorial play here, but parlay. But like TCU money line, Texas money line, Purdue money line, and Utah money line. Those four uh, play plus 125. Uh, I think Utah's got a chance to cover against Washington State. Didn't want to lay that one. Purdue against Illinois. Texas against the Red Raiders. I think it'll be a competitive, tough game, but I think they find a way to win the game. And TCU and Max Dugan, they've got to show me a little bit more, Mike, before I'm going to back them just laying points. But I like TCU to beat SMU in the Iron Skillet matchup. So I'm going to go with the team from Fort Worth at Amon Carter Stadium in that matchup. So a lot of plays there for me today. Mark the date, September 24th, 2021. Amal, three screens worth of plays. Well, I did it on purpose today. It's your birthday. I want to say happy birthday. I want it to be like Mike Palm. Unbelievable. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, and happy birthday to to you. Thank you very much, Amal. All right. I want to hit some more college football games while we have a few minutes here before we say goodbye for the weekend. We didn't get to this in the top 25 matchups, but Iowa State and your boy Matt Campbell, they're in Waco to take on Baylor. I have a very bad taste in my mouth from a couple of years ago where I laid two and a half with Iowa State on the road at Baylor, and they did everything they could to lose and didn't cover the game. This is up to a full touchdown here, minus 7, minus 105 with a total of 47 and a half. Have you seen enough from Iowa State to lay a touchdown on the road here in the Big 12? No, as I said earlier this week, I don't want to touch this game. I haven't seen Baylor yet. I want to see what we're going to get out of them. In terms of Iowa State, you had one of the great lines I've heard in a long time. They held a public workout here in Las Vegas (laughs) against UNLV, took care of business. In terms of the Bears, Mike, this is a team we know they don't play anybody. Yes, they took care of business against a rival in conference in Kansas, but the reality of it is they can't really – I want to see it against a team that's competent. We haven't seen it yet. Let's see what Jerry Bohannon can do in this matchup. Okay, Amal. Um, let's hit some other college football games this week. SEC matchup, team that you liked a lot last week. You said they'd give Alabama a game. They did. They came within two. They stay home in Gainesville, and they take on Josh Heupel's Tennessee Volunteers. This game opened 21, down to 19. It's back up to 20 with a total of 62 and a half. You going to lay the points here? I am not. Um, I have some question marks about Tennessee, but big ma- big number here, Mike Delay. You know, you could Florida wins this game by 14-17, no difference than really winning by 21, so I'm not going to do that in this matchup. Uh, let's move on. Um, Arizona at Oregon. We haven't talked about this matchup yet this week. That's our own Stormy from My Guys in the Desert. will be the sideline reporter for this game. Oregon, the big victory uh, over Ohio State at the Horseshoe. They're laying 28-and-a-half at home. Is Arizona this bad that they're catching more than four touchdowns in in the conference play? They really are. Mm. I mean, the Lumberjacks now are running that state right now. Uh, (laughs) This is a bad matchup here for Arizona. I'm not going to lay 28.5 in a conference game. Uh, Stay away from this game. But uh, I'm really hoping somehow Oregon has two quick turnovers and they're down 14-0. And then you're going to pound them in. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) UNLV, previously mentioned, uh, that hosted Iowa State last week. They go to Fresno to take on Fresno State off the big win in the Rose Bowl. And again, I'm all this is every week. They're catching at least 30. That's what Fresno's laying. 30 in this game, a total of 59 and a half. 
Yeah, uh, this is a game where uh, it's too many points for me to lay despite UNLV's ineptitude. I like the under 58 and a half here. I think Fresno gets off to a large lead. I don't think they're going to put up 45 in this one. They might, but I don't think UNLV is necessarily going to get to 17. They've got some issues there. Texas Tech goes to Austin to take on Texas. Texas laying nine in this matchup. This total has gone up, up, up all week. Probably might be part because Paul Stone recommended the over. Yeah. This game was at 58 and a half, up to now 62. No surprise here. This has been historically a high-scoring matchup, and I think this thing will continue in this direction with these two teams. Uh, Cal. Goes to Washington to take on the Huskies. Huskies got healthy against Arkansas State. They absolutely annihilated them, laying 17.5 at home. Total of 46.5 here with the home side laying 7.5. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't want to touch this game, and this is interesting. I want to see what we're going to see out of the California Golden Bears here in this matchup. I'm tempted to take the 7.5 here. You are? Okay. I, well, I, I, I don't, don't know. With I, saw, I thought Cal was very competitive. Now, they lost to Nevada at home that first game, but they got off to a 14 nothing lead and sputtered in the second half. I thought they looked good at times. Uh, in Amon Carter Stadium there in Fort Worth against TCU. I would agree with you there. Not a bad play there. Real quick before we get out of here. Happy birthday to my good friend Mike Pump. Happy birthday to my good friend Steve Dellerson. Everyone have a great weekend. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.